Shalom Aleichem. Welcome to The Schmooze, the Yiddish Book Center's podcast. I'm Lisa Newman, and today I'm visiting with Leah Reese dennis and Michael Yashinsky. Leah is a singer-songwriter based in Cambridge, Massachusetts. While Leah's influences primarily stem from classic jazz and soul music, soul singers, excuse me, her interest in Yiddish and Eastern European folk traditions continue to shape her vocal performances and songwriting. Offstage, Leah is co-founder of Verse Video Education, a nonprofit educational media company based in Boston, and a producer for its flagship project, Poetry in America, coming to public stations across the country in April 2018. She's produced educational media for a wide variety of institutions, including Harvard University, edX, and YIVO. Leah also serves on the board of Yiddishkeit and is an alumna of the Yiddish Book Center's Steiner Summer Yiddish Program and a graduate of Harvard University. Michael Yashinsky of Detroit, Michigan, is a former Applebaum Fellow at the Yiddish Book Center. He holds a Bachelor's in Modern European History and Literature from Harvard University and has studied Yiddish at the Yiddish Book Center's Steiner Summer Yiddish Program and at the Vilna Yiddish Language Institute. He's also been a participant in tent programs, one-week workshops, which explore aspects of modern Jewish culture. Currently, Michael is working on the forthcoming Yiddish Book Center's Yiddish textbook. Welcome. I've Thank been looking you, looking forward to the visit. Thank you. Um, so I thought maybe I would just kind of jump in here and talk about the reason that you're both here, which is to talk about Der Yiddisher Idol. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Um, which is for non-professional singers and Yiddish lovers. Um, this is a contest, an international singing contest, uh, that we learned about here at the center earlier this summer when a promotional poster arrived, and we circulated it and posted on Facebook page. It sounded like crazy fun, um, and honestly, I sort of never gave it much more thought until rumor got out in the office that you had both gone to Mexico to participate in the contest earlier this month, and you both presented winning performances. So, Leah, will you share how this all came to be for you? Sure. So I first heard about uh, the contest via a Facebook post by the Fulberts, the Jewish Daily Forward, um, and they had posted a brief article about the contest, a call for submissions. And I, I read the headline in Yiddish a few times. I thought, you know, surely I must be misreading this, an international Yiddish singing contest in Mexico City. Uh, but after a few reads, I was confident that it was actually happening. And so uh, I sent the link to an original song that I had written back in 2012 when I was a student at the uh, Steiner Summer Program at the Yiddish Book Center. And this was a song that I really didn't think would have much of a life beyond the summer. Uh, The motivation for writing it was um, as an alternative to writing a paper for my beginning Yiddish class that summer. Um, And at that time, you know, my Yiddish vocabulary was not that big. Uh, I was learning to play the ukulele, so I knew about three chords, and I decided to take those, you know, maybe 100 Yiddish words and three ukulele chords and write a song. Um, It wasn't a brilliant composition, but as it turns out, that kind of uh, simple structure lends itself pretty well to a pop blues song. So that's what I uh, had, and that's what I sent. Um, And about a month later, 
I got a message from Sylvia Bialik, the director of the contest, inviting me out to Mexico City in September. Uh, and that's how it all began. And Michael, how did it all play out for you? Sylvia Bialik, who organized the conference, the, the contest, was here at the Yiddish Book Center in Amherst for our Yidstock Festival of New Yiddish Music uh, with her husband Yoni. And they were on a tour led by my then fellow fellow Alexis Owing. And Sylvia was talking about this event she's planning in Mexico, this Yiddish singing festival with people coming in from around the world to sing in it. And Alexis very kindly told her about me, that she has this colleague who likes to sing and who writes and who would be good for the event. After that, Sylvia got in touch with me, and it was really thanks to her own personal charms that I was convinced to participate because Sylvia, or Chivis, as she is known in Mexico, which is the nickname for Silvias in Mexico, uh, is, as we'd say in Yiddish, a tayer froy, a very dear woman, um, and very sweet and bubbly, and she made the contest seem, as it is, a very happy and exciting event. And I was convinced, and I sent in a video of me singing my song in my kitchen about 2 a.m. one night. This was a song that I wrote, like Leah, at this Diner Summer Yiddish program during my year when I was a student in it. Um, this is a very fertile ground for Yiddish creativity, it turns out. A lot of songs and skits and wonderful things come out of that program. Uh, a song that I wrote the words to and friends in the program, we together wrote the music to it and we performed it at the talent show. And the folks at Yiddish Idol liked it too, and they said, please come out and participate, and that's how it turned out. So my understanding is that this is the third annual contest, which always takes place in Mexico. And I guess, could one of you kind of jump in here and tell me a little bit about who's behind this um, and what's involved quickly, and then maybe the other person, um, since there are two of you on the phone, um, could just give me some idea of who the other participants were and did they come from so far away. So, Leah, do you want to talk a little bit about the background, maybe? Sure. So uh, the contest is hosted by the Bet El uh, Comunidad Judeo. Excuse my Spanish pronunciation there. Uh, but it's the Bet El uh, Jewish community based in the Polanco area of Mexico City. And uh, as I understand it, this community used to have a fairly large um, base of Yiddish programming. But as the years have progressed, um, you know, some of the leaders of that have, you know, passed away. And there wasn't so much of a Yiddish presence in the congregation, in the community. And so this woman that um, Michael mentioned, Sylvia Bialik, really kind of felt that absence. And she wanted a way to incorporate Yiddish into the community's activities, but do it in a way that felt fresh and exciting and that might bring new energy and new people into the Yiddish scene. And so she uh, and some other organizers decided that their Yiddish or Idol, Yiddish Idol, was the way to do this. So um, this is now the third year, as you mentioned. It's not the third consecutive year 
Um, I think there was a 2014-2015, it didn't happen last year, uh, and again this year. Um, It's a pretty big undertaking. Maybe Michael can talk a bit more about kind of who the other contestants were and how it all came off. Sure. Um, Leah and I were joined by another fellow. We formed this sort of international contingent. Uh, Anthony Russell also came to sing at the event. Um, he, it turns out, is also from Massachusetts, as we are. So the three internationals performing were all from the state of Massachusetts, coincidentally, all living at least in the state of Massachusetts. And. The other singers were, and musicians, were all uh, from Mexico, or at least living in Mexico. Um, there was a Debra Bendayan, who is originally from Venezuela, a Venezuelan Jew, who now lives in Mexico and was singing with her band Atomischer Blut, or Atomic Blood, uh, translation of Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. that was really rocky and wonderful. and. Um, some excellent singers and even some kids who came out to sort of accompany one of the, the performances, dance and sing, dressed as um, birds. And there was a fellow who was singing Mein Weg, a translation of Frank Sinatra's My Way, which was really theatrical and emotional and wonderful. And the whole thing was really a celebration of Yiddish song and it comes off with great, they put a lot of effort into making it all, into presenting it all really in, with lights and with the sound and with the excitement in the room. And it really feels like an event uh, with a capital E. And you also get a feel for the community at the event. There were tributes, um, for example, to Vela Zabludovsky, who was a Yiddish lederke teacher in the community for many years. And the, there was a speech delivered in, in her honor in the middle of the show and in honor of others. And it was both an international sort of celebration of Yiddish song and a celebration of that particular community and their passion and their connectedness to Jewish culture. The impressive thing about the whole event, the whole evening, was that it managed to be at once both very Hamish um, and warm and also professional. The event was packed. It was maybe 400 or 500 seat event space, just full. Um, And yet it felt um, very intimate. And I don't know, um, Lisa, if you want us to talk about how the event itself unfolded, like the structure of the contest. Yeah, I'm going to ask you about that in a few minutes. I will say that having, um, I have seen Michael's video, and I just was, I have to say I was floored. I mean, I thought this was going to be a little homegrown, but it is just amazing. But I want to back up for just a minute and ask Michael if you might be able to fill in a little bit about the community, because I know you were in Mexico earlier this year, or within the last year and a half. Uh, as part of your work here as a fellow, you went to Mexico to do a book rescue. You're fluent in both Yiddish, Spanish, and many other things. Um, but you might be able to talk about a little bit of the roots of the Yiddish community down there, which are deep. 
Yeah, I, I never would have thought when I began studying Yiddish that it would take me to Mexico City so often for Yiddish. Um, when I first started working here, I was sent on this expedition to go and gather Yiddish books uh, that the community wanted to donate to us, particularly this Colegio Israelita de Mexico, the Yiddish Shule in Mexico, this long-standing Jewish school that had for many years taught Yiddish. Um, no longer really do they have a formal Yiddish program today. But there is still a lot of love for Yiddish, especially because so many students learned at that school and at another school called the Peretz Shule, or the Lanaye, the new sh the school. Um, like Yiddish, it was called La Alte. They have these names that sort of combine Spanish and Yiddish, and the names Lanaye, La Yiddish, La Alte, um, La Yavne. Uh, students who studied at those schools learned Yiddish when they were there, and they continued to have a feeling for the language. They continued to speak it, you know, to varying levels of fluency. A lot of the elderly people in the community are still very fluent. You, you can hear a lot of it, and you can meet a lot of people who are interested in the language. The roots of the community are really similar to any sort of major North American city that received a large influx of Jewish immigrants, Yiddish-speaking immigrants. Um, they may be a little later than places like New York. There were a lot coming over in the 30s and 40s and after the Holocaust as well, survivors. Um, and establishing Jewish institutions. There are also a lot of Jews of other backgrounds, Syrian Jews and Mizrahi Jews and um, Sephardic Jews who you know, came over long ago with sort of after the Inquisition when Mexico was part of the Spanish Empire. But uh, a variety and uh, a really a very lively community and a very welcoming community. I met people two years ago and I saw them again this time and they still remembered me. Um, the cantor and the shul remembered that I was there two years ago and after the service I sang Yiddish songs with him for the audience uh, as people were eating cake and drinking wine. So um, I, I now have a, a sort of a bunch of familiar faces, a bunch of kind of uh, Mexican Yiddish grandmothers down there that I see every couple of years it seems. So that's fun. And, and Leah, do tell us, uh, can you give us a quick snapshot of, you know, sort of how this all was when you got there and what led you onto the stage and all? So the contest itself was as near a replica of American Idol um, or maybe Mexican Idol. I don't even know, Michael. Is Mexican Idol a thing? Do you know? It, it is. I don't think they call it that exactly, but they do have a, you know, a national singing contest. Right. Yeah. Okay, so same premise. So each person would come on and do their performance, and then there were five judges. And each person, after their performance, would remain on the stage and would receive uh, feedback from two of the judges. And the most amazing thing was that these judges were offering their critiques in Yiddish and in Spanish. And to stand on that stage and get someone offering comments on your song in Yiddish, then someone in Spanish was really interesting and cool. And the other thing worth mentioning is that there were two categories. There was a category of original songs and a category of um, covers. And so the criteria for scoring those two categories was, you know, also a bit different. I know that 
Michael definitely got a lot of props for how original um, and unusual and clever his lyrics were in particular, his original lyrics, I should specify. That's a good segue into, before I let you both go, um, we'll play a little bit of each one of your pieces, and I will start with Michael, if you can just tell us the title of the song and maybe, you know, a sentence about it, and then we'll play some, and then Leah will do the same for you. So, Michael? Yeah, my song is called Luschenliebe, which is, I translated as tongue love, because throughout the song it plays on this kind of double entendre, where Luschen means both uh, tongue in Hebrew and uh, language in Yiddish. So it's sort of this uh, semi-erotic love duet, uh, not between two people, but rather between a speaker of Yiddish and the language of Yiddish. And they sing to each other, um, you know, speak me, love me, learn me, discover me. Uh, so it's that sort of thing. And um, yeah, it's a kind of dance, electronic sort of vibe. Quiero decir unas cosas sobre mi canción, se llama Noche Libre, el amor por la lengua. Y es como un dueto de amor, pero no es entre dos personas, es entre un estudiante de Yiddish y él canta a la lengua de Yiddish. So, Leah, tell us a little bit about your song. My song is called Oi Mein Moisha. It's another kind of genre-bending song like Michael's. Mine is a kind of poppy blues, uh, blues track on ukulele and guitar, and it's about this guy named Moisha who's kind of fooling with my heart. Nothing is working out just the way either of us really want it to work out. So uh, it was fun. you both. I, I imagine that uh, when you both began to explore Yiddish uh, and took the Yiddish summer program here at the center that you may not have thought it would lead you to the stage of a <laughs> Yiddish idol uh, program in Mexico. True? True. Well, Definitely I, I will true. say that um, I didn't think that I would see that I would meet Leah Rice Dennis after those years at a Yiddish singing event because I, I should mention that I sort of knew of Leah from afar when we were both at Harvard, not in the same class. We somehow never met. But I had 
seen her perform at Harvard and knew she had this incredible voice, this really um, bluesy, wonderful, smoky voice. And I also knew she did Yiddish stuff. Um, so I always sort of uh, wanted to meet her. Uh, so I'm glad I finally did in Mexico and got to see her perform that, that really fun, amazing song. Yeah, it was such a pleasure, Michael. What a kind of strange and amazing experience. Yes, indeed. <laughs> We're always amazed at the alumni and what you all often do, um, and the fact that both of you connected down there for this is just one more, and who knew? <laughs> um, so best of luck with your next endeavors, and stay in touch. Uh, don't, be a, yeah, don't be strangers here at the Yiddish Book Center. And thanks again for taking the time to join us today. Bye-bye. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks a lot. You've been listening to The Schmooze, a production of the Yiddish Book Center in Amherst, Massachusetts. My name is Rafi, and I'm a fellow at the Yiddish Book Center. For more information about this podcast and to subscribe, visit YiddishBookCenter.org. While you're there, I recommend listening to episode number 26, Erin Lansky's June 2012 conversation with Hannah Mlotek about her career and life in Yiddish. Until next time, be well, be healthy, zeigesund.